Hello and welcome to Living Heritage, a show about people who are engaged in the heritage and culture sector, all those who are keeping heritage alive at the community level. I'm Dale Jarvis and today's guests are Saida Niktab and Hadi Malanlu. Born and raised in Iran, uh, Saida arrived in Canada in January 2014. Having survived the brutal winter of that year as a master's student of folklore, she has started to explore the mysterious land of Newfoundland and learn about its rich culture. Back in Iran, she finished her Bachelor in Computer Engineering, but her lifelong passion for art led her into art philosophy as her first master's in Iran and later folklore in Canada. As a member of the Iranian community in St. John's, she has developed a special interest in folklore in diasporic communities, especially the relationships between identity, belief, and foodways. Raised by a family for whom Iranian music was of great value, Hadi started to learn Iranian music by playing sitar when he was 13. He attended music classes, some outstanding masters of Iranian music between 1999 and 2009. After finishing his Bachelor in Music degree in 2009 from the University of Tehran and his first MA in Art Studies in 2012, he decided to pursue a Master's in Ethnomusicology at Mun, where he thinks his ideas and interests will finally find their home. Welcome to the show, both of you. Thank you. Thanks, thanks for having us. Oh, I'm delighted that you're both here. So today we want to talk a little bit just about Iranian culture and, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of introduce people to that. Because I think a lot of Canadians don't know a lot uh, about Iran. We, we see you know, scary things on the news <laughs> sometimes, you know, and I know that that's not always what it's, uh, what it's yeah. about. So we'd like to talk about that. And so maybe we'll, we'll talk a little bit just about growing up mm-hmm. because I know that you were from different parts of the country. Yes. How do you from the North and say you were from the, the South? What was, what was your childhood like growing up in Iran? Um, I was born in the South of Iran. Uh, the name of my city is Kerman. It's very famous because of its desert around it. It's very hot. Very, very hot, I mean. Um, And the lifestyle in South is very, very different from the North or the Central. My city was fairly big city, um, but I moved to another city for doing my undergrad, which was Shiraz, close to Kerman. It was also in the South. And I think Shiraz is the most beautiful city in Iran. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you, you disagree, have... Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's just like she's absolutely right. Oh, is she? Uh, is she, yeah, is yeah, she, she often right? <laughs> yeah. she, she's always right. <laughs> you might have heard of uh, Persepolis. It's located in Shiraz. It's a big palace of Iranian empire. In yeah, very in famous archaeological Persia. site. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I moved to Tehran. So I can say maybe half of my life I was in Tehran. That's all that I can remember yeah. now. But and so what? What is it like in the north then? Well, I was born in a, a very a small town. I mean, probably a town with like twelve thousand um, people or something like that. Well, actually, my city looks like really, really pretty much like Saint John's. It's a, it has a harbor, and we get a lot of rain. Well, not this much, but still. <laughs> and, well, um, I, if, if, if I wanted to compare, like, the north of Iran with the rest of the country, not the rest, but especially, like, the central and southern Iran, I would say that people in north are more liberal mm. um, compared to the rest of the country. And, well... Um, what else? Okay, I was um, uh, I I left my city 
when I was 13 years old, I moved to a bigger city um, for my high school. I didn't have to, but because I wanted to go to a better high school. So I left the city. And after finishing my high school, I moved to Tehran to do my uh, undergrad degree in music and then the MA of uh, Art Studies, as you mentioned. Um, I've been living uh, between 2000, uh, 2003 and 2013. Yeah, I've been living in Tehran for that 10 years. Yeah. 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 So uh, culturally, is there much difference between the North and the South? Mm, yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, both South and North, the official language is Persian. Yeah. But in South, we have some kind of accent. Yeah. In the North, we have, a, I think I'm true, yeah. we have not accent dialect. So for me, as a person from the South, I cannot understand when Hadi's family <laughs> are talking with each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in other ways, I can say, yes, they are different in terms of their ethnics, in terms of their beliefs. Food ways, the thing that grew in South is much more different from the North. The North of Iran is near to Caspian Sea, so they usually eat fish. Yeah, as they fishery, is, fishery is big yeah. in North of Iran, though, yeah. but in South... In South, because of the desert, we have dates. Yes. So we have different kinds of dessert with dates. Yeah. And... But in, in the south, there is um, Persian Gulf and other seas. So we have different fish from the north. But, but yeah, they are very different. And because of the sun, the color of the people is different. <laughs> the north are more blonde, but in the south, they are... Well, uh, one, one, more, one, one other thing that I was thinking about is like, you know, the... Base and uh, size of economy is different in uh, north, north and south. Uh, well, in north, you you've got the basic of economy in north is fishery and uh, agriculture. Yeah. So basically, uh, the economy is not that big. Right. It's more resource based. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Whereas in south, you uh, the base of economy is trading. Yeah. So Silk Road, right? It. it Probably one of the most, uh, one of the, the uh, oldest uh, trading systems in the world uh, passes uh, south of Iran. Mm -hmm. So, well, I guess the size of economy um, um, affects the culture in terms of, well, in south, we cannot do that much things, whatever we do in terms of like ceremonies and stuff like that, right? Or, um, um, what do you how how do you say it? Um, the stuff that we have, the or ability to manage a festival is lim is more limited. Whereas in South they they they've got the money. Right. Okay. So we are richer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got the money, so they whenever they wanted to uh, do a festival, it it becomes more fancy. Oh, okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 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 give me an example of uh, what's a, what's an important festival in Iranian culture. I think the most important festival in Iran is New Year, which mm. is Nowruz, and it starts with the spring. 
Exactly. The first day of spring is Iranian New Year. It's totally different from here, which is winter. <laughs> <laughs> so it's March, March 20th around yeah. there. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is it? 20th, 21st. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, the Persian year, the Persian calendar is different from here. So whenever I want to say, okay, what is in this calendar? I should convert it. It's hard. Yeah, my annual maths is not very good. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, New Year and New Year, it's... Yeah, I, I'm thinking about the difference between the south and north for Persian Nowruz. There's a there in some parts of Iran. There's, it's a bonfire tradition. Oh, for every part. Every part is, is a bonfire. So what what would happen in you know what what is your memory of of New Year's growing up? Uh, I grew up in in the city which is famous for its Zoroastrian traditions, mm-hmm. and because Nowruz mm-hmm. is a Zoroastrian heritage. Um, in Kerman, my city, people um, get together and they put a very, very big fire. It's bigger than other cities, I think, because it's very important for Zoroastrian people in Kerman. Yeah. So I can say it's, a, it's more special than other cities because it's kind of integrated with their beliefs, with, with their religion. But in other cities, it's kind of secular tradition yes, okay. for other Persians, I mean for Muslims. Yeah. But in my city, it's kind of religious ceremony mm-hmm. rather than being just a festival. Yeah. And in the in the north, what, what's your? What, do you have a, a childhood memory of, of bonfires? Oh boy! Well, who can't have that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's usually really really big. You know, it's always the last. It's always the last uh, uh, Tuesday night, right? Uh, the the last Tuesday night of the year, when you go out, you put fires and you jump over the fire. Uh, okay, oh, yes. so yes. that's the thing. You have to. I it's not just part. like um, um, uh, making a fire. No, you make a fire, you jump, you jump over it. Yeah. So you know, the, the, well, again, probably once upon a time, these kind of things had a very religious connotation, but now, probably in, in my region at least, it's just a secular thing. There is this um, belief that says um, fire can uh, clean everything. Yes, it's a pure. It's, it's, a, it's purification. a purification. Yeah, yeah, purification. So that's the end of the year. Right. You have had a year. Probably you've some bad luck. You've, I don't know, something like that. You, so you jump over the fire. So fire purifies you. So you don't have any of that bad luck in the new year. Okay, mm-hmm. it's a yeah. kind of bath, right? Sure. So and then uh, there is a, you, when you fire, when you jump over the fire, you say zardi man as to sorchieto as man. So which means my yellow color goes to um, goes to you. You is fire here, and your red color comes to me. So in our culture, when when you are well, if you are ill and somebody wanted to tell it to you, so oh, oh Dale, your face is yellow, mm-hmm. meaning that you're ill. Yes. Right. So, but if you're like in good um, health, so you're always those um, rosy, red, rosy, rosy yeah, right? <laughs> so that's the connotation. Yes. Right? Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So Asman, your red color comes to be so healthiness and stuff yeah. like that. And the the jumping over the fire uh, tradition is that something that everyone does, or just certain? Certain I ages, think everybody, yeah. everybody does yeah. it. Yeah, it's very exciting oh. <laughs> moment for everybody. So, every, and I know that I remember that my grandfather, when he was alive, he told 
Uh, eat people okay you should jump because yeah. if you want to be healthy in new year yeah. it's good to jump over the fire yeah. and wish to be healthier now i know you have a, an interest in food traditions is there is there a food tradition that uh, that happens around new year as well yes usually for the new year we have sabzi polomahi which is rice and fish amen and the uh, <laughs> And also different kind of pastry that people cook for New Year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, yeah, there is a special tradition that we do it for um, the whole three days of the fir- of the New Year. The f- whole first three days, 13 days, oh, sorry. Sofra uh, Hafsin, which we put different kind of things, which start with the sound S in Farsi Sin. And it has different things. We keep this table, we call it a half-scene table. Uh, we keep this half-scene table for 13 days. And after, at the end of the 13 days, we collect all the things. But in the, in the table, uh, we have um, some special Iranian food that we cooked for this ceremony, which is Samanu. It's made of, um, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's it's a hard food. It's a very hard to, food to cook. It mm. takes a long time. So what to what, are, what are the ingredients? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because it's that's a hard it's, question too. That's a hard question. <laughs> you know, it's not one of those uh, foods that everybody can make in home yeah. because it takes at least like ten hours to oh, okay. be made. I mean, you don't have that much time every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's not just like put it on oven, go and come back in ten hours. No, you have to keep steering it for ten hours. Oh yes. Oh okay. So, so it's it, very it needs labor a family. intensive. Yeah. yeah, it needs a family, and yeah. nobody makes it in a, like a small size because. You you need to put ten hours anyways, <laughs> so you, um, you you'd better to make it in a big size. <laughs> yeah, okay, so now what what happens uh, in communities in another country? So the Iranian people come to to Canada. Mm-hmm. Do these traditions come with them? Oh yes. And and uh, so is there a New Year celebration here in in Newfoundland? Yeah. Yes, of course. It's it's very important for all Iranians. And although here is winter, everybody celebrates Noruz. <laughs> No, 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 it's not winter. It's, I mean, it's not spring. It's te- as technically, technically summer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, yeah, we do the same, but it's hard to collect all the things that we put for half-scene table. Yeah. So sometimes we just pretend that it exists, it doesn't exist. So? Or replace it with something else, which start with S. I okay. guess they do. They do a pretty good job in preparing half-scene here in St. John's. Well, we've been in two cel- two Nauru celebrations since we arrived, right? Uh, Nauru in 2014 and 15. Well, uh, I can say they Nauru's mo- most definitely is one of the most important traditions that Iranians uh, move uh, move with them when they when they. Uh, they are moved or they, they they leave the country mm-hmm. and also i should also say that it's not a celebration that it's not just an iranian celebration i know people oh, in tajikistan uzbekistan afghanistan azerbaijan kazakhstan albani it's just like in so many different countries people celebrate yes, this yeah. um, this, this um, so, um, Day as a no rules, the beginning of the spring. The countries which were part of uh, ancient Persia, they, mm-hmm. all, I think all of them have this 
well, news for I mean uh, celebrate yeah. no rules. Right. Yeah. 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 Do Do you see you know when when you have a, a, a group of people who are here? You, you know, we talked how you're from the north and you're from the south. When you're in a new country. Do, do you see a kind of a blending of, of traditions then? Do you, do, or is there kind of a new Iranian uh, uh, sense of culture when you're outside of your country? Well, uh, you know, I should say that... Well, Nowruz is a special celebration. It's more of a national thing. Mm-hmm. So the localization of the tradition within the country is not... You know, if if we, we were talking about like marriage ceremonies, then we could talk about how those traditions are localized okay. in different places. But Noruz, well, everybody does the half scene. Yeah. Everybody celebrates the the bonfire. We call it Charshambesuri. Everybody does that, or everybody like at the moment when the the old year changes to new year, people shoot. Like gun shoot? Yes, yeah. So I, I guess everybody does that. So people do that. People do that in Newfoundland. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah so yes, yeah, there so. we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's international. Yeah. So it's not. It's not just national. But I see the blend when we dance together. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that in Norus here? Mm-hmm. It was for the first time that I saw different Persian dance. Oh yes. Because then the one that I'm familiar with is the one that comes from my region, but here I saw. The Gilani, Gilaki dance, which I've never exposed to, and Lori dance, mm. Turkey dance, Kurdish. this kind of Kurdish dance, mm-hmm. these kind of different dances. So yeah, that's that's some yeah in dances that that's obvious. Yeah, it you're, you're right. Yeah. So you mentioned wedding traditions are different in in North and oh, South. Yes. Yes. Oh boy. So now is that an issue for you? Uh, kind of. Kind but of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we compromised. You yeah. compromised. Yeah. No, so what? Yeah. <laughs> now be quiet, Hadi. I want to. I want to find the truth. <laughs> I want to. The, the moment of truth. I want the real oh, story boy. here now. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> so what did you have to compromise on for your wedding? As Hadi says, in the South, they are very strict about traditions and they are rich. Yeah. We are rich. So it was very hard because in Cameron, people stick to some kind of, I don't want to, I, I should find a very good adjective for that. Some tradition that doesn't make sense in modern world, but they want to, you know, for example, in Cameron, it's very regular for the um, groom's family to buy Jewelry for the <laughs> for the bride for the bride oh. for the bride and <laughs> how do you, how do you it his must head? be heavy yeah yeah but you know I didn't I didn't pay attention to these kind of ceremonies and also my family so it was not an important deal for us but it was, if it, it well, was if yeah it, I should say that I should say that that's um, that's the thing uh, that you, you remember I talked about the size of economy yeah how it's different well. Um, everything is much more fancy in South. So the weddings would be more elaborate in the South. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, um, the, the, um, we have seen, like, images of uh, aristocracy in Britain, right? People come, they are very well-dressed, they well-behaved, they sit down very, I mean, um, elegantly, everything like that. So <laughs> in the South, it's the, the wedding is much more like that. Everybody comes well-dressed and 
it's about food is about like be- behaving yourself <laughs> but in north nobody cares about no. food <laughs> it's about dancing it's about <laughs> yeah, like everybody so like the size of the size of um, your guests the, the number of your guests in south probably is more limited but the details of ceremony is v- very broad but in in the north is it's reverse so probably we, we i guess in south because we did, we did have uh, two ceremonies weddings. oh yeah two weddings, weddings yeah. okay yeah because there are like 12 there's 1200 distance 1200 kilometer distance between, between two. two cities yes, okay. so so we, we we had one wedding in kerman Saudi city and one in uh, my city which is called bandargas <laughs> So in Kerman we had like 80 80 guests in in my city we had 500 right so you can compare these two <laughs> and it was like and then they danced they danced all together it was so oh my fun. god it's very fun. it was more of a party wasn't oh, it yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah but in Kerman everybody sat and they were okay yeah. <laughs> congratulations like that yeah, yeah. my, my cousin my cousin she came to our wedding with a hu- wearing high heels right at the end of night her high heels were broken because, <laughs> because she, she danced so much. So. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about was games that you played when you were children. Because I know we, we had a previous to this conversation, we had a, a little chat about games. Mm-hmm. So what were some of the games that you played, uh, mm-hmm. Saida, when you were a girl? Uh, my favorite game, that's the one that we call Vasati. And if I want to translate it, I can say in between. Is it right? Yeah, yeah in between. Yeah. At the middle, yeah. Maybe. The liter- literally, it's in, be- in, in the mi- in, yeah, in the middle. It um, it's two groups, one group on different sides and one group in the middle. And the group which is on sides, they have to hit the other group in the middle with bo- with a ball. It it was very fun. yeah, it's fun. Okay, yeah. it's really really fun. And did you have a favorite game? Well, I do. Well, I do have too many favorite games, but <laughs> yeah, well. But the one that I was particularly thinking, and it's uh, kind of uh, uh, similar to this one, we called it um, Estop Hawaii. I like it. Yeah, which is which is somehow translates as IRL stop. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to sp- um, oh, yes. yeah translate it. But the thing is, so imagine that you're there. There are ten kids. Everybody gathers. So usually the eldest, the eldest kid takes the ball, threw it in the air, and calls one name, one of those nine other kids' name, right? So for example, we threw the ball and call Hadi. So everybody runs away except Hadi. Hadi stays and waits for the ball to come back. As soon as he catches the ball, or she catches the ball, uh, she says, stop. So everybody should freeze wherever they are. So now it's um, Hadi's job to um, hit somebody with that ball. <laughs> okay. If, if he hits the, somebody, then um, that person gets one negative point. And Hadi now gets to throw the ball in the air and call somebody else's name. This keeps going till uh, one person um, reaches to 10 negative points. <laughs> At that moment, that's fun. Oh, yes. At that moment, you, the best part. <laughs> you um, find a funny name for that person. So, for example, Hadi, um, um, Hadi has 10 negative um, points. So you change, change his name to 
pumpkin pie. So for the rest of the game, Hadi is not Hadi anymore. He's ah. pumpkin pie. <laughs> and you can keep doing it till the uh, end of the world. <laughs> There's no <laughs> end to that. And so then when you throw the ball up, I, I wouldn't say Hadi, I'd say pumpkin pie. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Did you play this game? Uh, yes, but when, you know, at the parts that you hit somebody, we don't change the name. We hit it with ball, with more balls. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. We don't we don't change the name. You know, for example, if you're pumpkin pie, we don't call you pumpkin pie. We you know, we change we, we don't do that. We just uh, collect more balls and hit you with different balls. <laughs> oh boy. That's, <laughs> that's more painful. Yours is more violent. Yeah. yeah <laughs> uh, I know you've just you've just come back. You were doing some research. Can you tell me a little bit about the research that you were doing? I'm trying to start my thesis. I did my field work in Iran, and I want to work on Iranian humor, particularly political jokes. Yeah. So I started interviewing my friends and my family members uh, about the jokes that they received through their smartphone, in social media, Facebook, and different networks. And so is humor a big part of politics oh, yes. then? Oh, no. Yeah. Big, big part of ordinary life. Yeah. Not just politics. Yeah. And it's very, very common when, for example, two Iranians see each other, they start just telling jokes and laugh. Or teasing each other is a very <laughs> <laughs> common. Yeah, joke making, joke and teasing. I should I, I yes. would say, yeah. It's yeah. Very common. And you're doing work with the Iranian community here, here in St. John. Yeah, so, yeah. so what are you, what are you working on? Well, I'm particularly working with Iranian women here. So, because I've always been interested in um, gender issues, right? Yeah, and women rights, of course. Uh, so, my work focuses on the role uh, of music in the everyday life of uh, Iranian women who have have, have immigrated migrated to um, Canada and particularly St. John's to see how music functions, how the meaning of music changes when people move from one, one place to the other. It's, mm-hmm. interesting to see, it's interesting to see how the, piece, the music is the same, the lyrics is the same, the singer is the same, but when you just listen to the same, totally same piece, just in a new place, the meaning of that song all of a sudden changes mm. to a new thing. Mm. So that's, um, I'm interested to see how this, this happens. Yeah. So how, how big is the community here? How many Iranian families are there? I think, I don't know. Is well, it 300? Or yeah. Um, well, you know, I haven't been able to count them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, we are more than more than uh, 250, less than 350, somewhere in between. Yeah. yeah. I can say according to the tickets they sold for Nowruz, it was 300. So maybe we are more than 300. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for Nowruz, there are other international students. Yeah, so oh, I, I would, mean, other people yeah, who, yeah, who came. Yeah, that's so that's why I, I don't count on that. Yeah. But I would say, like, let's say 300 plus minus 20 yeah and I would imagine it's a lot of uh, professionals and students uh, yeah so pretty most of them I think students, graduate graduate students. students. yeah maybe like 60-70% of them yeah well that's the generally true about the Iranian community in Canada I guess the majority of Iranians who are living in well I can't say this with confidence maybe I'm wrong but um, 
I think the majority of Iranians, uh, those those Canadians <laughs> who have Iranian heritage or what, or were born in Iran, they they came to Canada as uh, graduate students. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, very good. Well, uh, I, we could talk forever. Forever, I, I, yeah, I let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're running out of time. I just wanted to just finish off. You've been playing music. We don't have a lot of time to talk, but maybe just can you tell us a little bit about the music that you do? Well, I play, um, the, as I said, I, I have a bachelor in Iranian music, so I play Iranian classical music or mm-hmm. Iranian traditional music. Uh, well, this is the kind of music which is uh, tied to to those like uh, old traditions and uh, traditions of uh, Iran. So it's not a local tradition. Uh, it's more, uh, how can I, well, it's, uh, it has and its name. It's classical music. And it's Iran. tied to Sufism and Iranian yeah. Persian literature? Okay, I would say yeah. that, yes. Yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so this is why you have her. To, yes, to definitely. Keep you on, <laughs> keep you on target. Me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you both very much for coming and having a chat. Thank, thank you for having us. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Yeah, yeah. You've been listening to Living Heritage on CHMR. Uh, Living Heritage is a program of the Heritage Foundation and CHMR Radio. Uh, we are online at ichblog.ca, or you can find us on iTunes. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Dale Jarvis, and our production assistant is Tara Barrett. We will see you next time.